0: Welcome back to the Mindful Student podcast. In today's episode Shannon and I will be talking about adulting in your 20s. So we're going to be talking about some life hacks for success.
1: Adulting in your 20s, especially whilst attending university can add an extra layer of complexity. So in today's episode, we're going to explore some practical life hacks and essential skills that can help you to navigate these challenges with more confidence and ease. From developing a personal style to energetic cleaning, we're going to cover it today.
0: Great, so I'll start off with our life hacks. So mine's all about cleaning. So Whether you're in first year or you're in like a communal house in the later uni years. I'm going to talk about, let's say, washing up. So washing up, I would wash up straight away after you have cooked something. Not only does it stop pots and pans being piled up in the sink, it also really helps your flatmates or your housemates. And there's nothing worse than like when someone hasn't washed up their stuff. So it's a really easy thing to do in your everyday practice. Also Shannon mentioned energetic cleaning in the intro so I'm just going to say what we mean by this. So energetic cleaning can help clear away those sort of that sort of negative energy that may be contributing to feelings of stress or anxiety and I can really relate to this because I'm very much someone who follows the rule of tidy space and tidy mind so I'll talk about this in a later episode, but I love to have like a deep clean of my room and I kind of treat that as like a reset. And I guess you can sort of build this into um, living with other people as well. So you could like clean the communal areas or clean the kitchen. Just make sure that it's a really harmonious living environment for everyone. And that can really help improve your relationships with your housemates or the people that you're sharing a flat with and it can also benefit communication you know if someone cleans the sitting room for you or the kitchen then yeah they're going to really appreciate it I'm sure.
1: You can make it into an enjoyable experience too you could listen to a podcast while you clean or your favourite songs it doesn't have to be a chore or a boring experience I sometimes make it into a bit of a game by setting myself a timer and saying I'll tidy as much of my room as I can in 10 minutes and it's a good way to break out of that cycle of procrastination and just get started on the task of cleaning. Also when I worked in hospitality and I had to do tasks such as washing up I would see it as a form of mindfulness and just focus on like, the actual act of like washing up itself so you could see it as that as well. My first tip is to dress for the life you want, not the life you currently have. And this doesn't mean you need to necessarily buy a whole new wardrobe, but it's more about appreciating and making the most of the nice clothes you already own and thinking about aligning your clothing choices with your goals. So to break it down further, I've wrote down five points that I wanted to share. So Number one is choosing clothing that matches your goals. For example, if your goal is to become a personal trainer, start wearing workout clothes and trainers that make you feel confident and comfortable in the gym. If leadership is your goal, start dressing the part. For example, during a period of the lockdown, I often wore a lot of black and oversized clothing as all of our lectures were online. However, when the lockdown ended and I started my placement, it was the day that everybody was allowed back into the office. And on my first day, I consciously started paying more attention to what I wore. Surprisingly, this simple change boosted my mood and productivity. And every day I would show up to work wearing clothes that made me feel professional and comfortable and within a few months of my placement i was invited to be on the ceo recruitment panel as an intern and later i became the personal assistant to the ceo as well which definitely was not part of my job description but my point here isn't about haha look what i've achieved It's more that you can implement this too and achieve this too if you implement this step, potentially. So number two, remember you don't need to buy expensive brands. So, for example, when you look at people like Simon Cowell, Steve Jobs and even Stephen Bartlett, they've shown that personal style isn't just about wearing flashy logos Their fashion choices are simple yet distinctive, but reflect their true selves and priorities. Which brings me on to my third point, which is to focus on authenticity, not trends. So remember that truly wealthy and successful individuals often prefer simple, unbranded clothing that prioritises comfort and authenticity over fast fashion trends. It's essential to bear in mind that many of the influencers you see on platforms like Instagram or YouTube often have sponsorship deals with well-known brands. When they wear brands like Gucci, it's a form of paid promotion. However, when you choose to wear such brands without sponsorship, you're essentially providing these brands with free advertising. Of course, there's nothing wrong with wearing branded clothing if it aligns with your personal style and makes you feel good. What's important is that your fashion choices reflect your authentic self and values, rather than being pressured to buy something you probably don't need by an alg- algorithm. Number four, colours in your clothing matter too. So I learned this about a year ago and it just completely changed my mindset on clothes. Clothing can reflect your feelings and who you are, essentially. So, for example, if you see somebody wearing red, it can signify feelings of confidence and friendliness. However, wearing dark clothes like black or grey can give a more serious vibe. Also, just wearing your favourite colour can make you feel good and confident. So, whenever I I wear mint green, I know it's going to be a good day. So pick colours that match the mood that you want to convey and the message you want to send. It's not about being trendy, it's about being yourself. Number five, finally to round it all up. I'm guilty of this too, I feel like a lot of people are. Don't save your best clothes for special occasions only. Wear them more often. Today is a day worth celebrating, so go ahead Don't wait and wear that best shirt or that special dress on regular days. Enjoy it, feel confident and make every day a good outfit day. (laughs) Your wardrobe is there to be enjoyed, not admired from a distance. So overall remember that dressing for the life you want is all about staying true to yourself and wearing clothes that match your goals. It's not about expending excessive amounts on high-end brands or resorting to pay later fashion loans that can lead you into debt. Instead it's a way of expressing your goals and values through your clothing choices and you can use sites such as like Vinted or Depop and there's many others that now sell recycled clothing as well which is like a good alternative as well if you still want to like seek high-end brands. But just remember that your clothing choices can positively affect your mood and productivity.
0: I think that's a really interesting point. And also something that I was thinking about when you were saying that is if you dress in a certain way when you go to a lecture, let's say, it can make you feel more productive. If you've like, you know, you've chosen a nice outfit that you feel comfortable in, then I I don't know if other people can relate but it makes me feel more motivated to work um I'm not just in my clothes that feel like you know I'm just lounging around at home which you know some people do like but for me personally I like to sort of dress in a way that I makes me feel good so another life hack that I feel like people don't really talk about actually but something that both Shannon and I have definitely been looking into a bit more now like we're a bit older is networking so from my personal experience I'm relatively new with this concept of networking let's say you know LinkedIn. Shannon maybe do you want to just talk about your experience with LinkedIn or networking in general what would you I know you're quite good at it so what would you say?
1: Yeah so I developed my networking skills during university before that I don't even think I knew what networking was so going back to the pandemic when i had completed all of my coursework i set myself a goal to create a linkedin account so i took it step by step and what i mean by this is that i broke the process down into really small manageable chunks so for example one day i spent filling out the education section next day I made it a goal to focus on filling out the job experience section. Oh and then one day I even went into a shopping centre to have a friend take a photo of me and I added a white background on Canva to make it look professional because I read in a book somewhere that having a good profile picture makes a difference. So I started building up my LinkedIn profile and making and made it my personal mission at the end of first year and this meant that by the time I was in second year and applying for placements I had a solid online presence and a personal brand I was genuinely proud of so I would definitely recommend starting up a LinkedIn account if you don't already have one and it's never too late to start one either And if you do, try to be active on it, like posts that interest you and follow accounts that inspire you. Oh, and here's another tip as well for everyone on the topic of networking. Consider finding a mentor or mentors. You can spot and just search into LinkedIn inspiring people and message them and use like a template online to just like send out a reach out message to see if they're willing to give you mentorship or if you meet someone interesting at a networking event don't hesitate to reach out that's probably why I've been able to have so many mentors is I just always follow up on the people I meet people usually want to help others on their journey it's like a unwritten rule in the professional world as you climb the career ladder there are people who want to lend a hand to help someone trying to make their way up too. There's been occasions too where I've asked a mentor for a job and it's led to paid work but generally over time these people have become my friends like for example I recently had a setback at work and I called one of my mentors, Nitin, for advice, who I know listens to this podcast. He's absolutely amazing. And he completely reframed my mindset. So I think we want to do a, a future podcast like based on this like specifically about how to find a mentor and how to go about it. But definitely start thinking about it and considering who your mentors could be. And don't worry if you don't already have one. The right people will come into your life at the right moment. Just be open to the possibility.
0: Yeah, I love hearing your story with networking because like I said, you know, I'm not as experienced as you, so it's really nice um, to hear that. But also, (laughs) I think it's quite a fitting time actually to tell our listeners that Shannon and I have never met. Um, (laughs) I know that I told someone this the other day and they were so shocked, but we're a product of networking. Um, You know, we were put in contact by our amazing um, friend or coach, um Trayton and as a result you know we've created this podcast and everything we're doing online and this sort of community that we're slowly building so you know networking does work guys so definitely try it um in your
1: 20s and yeah give it a go I actually met Trayton sort of through networking too because I did a leadership program and then I followed up with him and did a catch up call with him who then recommended that I reach out to Emma and then I reach out to Emma and now we've got a podcast so now we're here so it's like just the power of conversation
0: you know if you I was talking to my friend about this but if you want to get a job in like a cafe or anywhere that you are interested in there's no harm in going up and being like oh look I'm really interested in this kind of job and I'm just wondering if you have any vacancies like we're talking about this LinkedIn networking which is online but there's also so much Uh, so many opportunities in person to network so I think people do forget a bit about that.
1: There's so many other opportunities out there just looking on sites like Eventbrite or if your university does in-person careers fairs there's been times when I've just been like wandering around and I got offered like an engineering opportunity before and that was just going to my university careers fair in person during my lunch break so definitely see if your university has anything coming up and go to that and also in person there can be other ways to network as well like there's been times when I've literally just handed out my CV during my final year to a, a load of companies and I got opportunities from that because I wanted part-time work. So another
0: practical life hack that we would say, um, especially at university, is to make sure that you're registered um, registered with the doctors or the dentists of where you're living and it's actually very relevant in my life right now because I found out yesterday that my GP address is not to my new student house so I'm going to have to change that tomorrow (laughs) Um, but it's really important to get that done and I don't really feel like this
1: life hack needs much explaining just go and do it. (laughs) I've had many friends who have had things like gum disease unfortunately during university and they just haven't been registered for the dentist definitely register if you can and also if you aren't registered for things like the doctor's when you're in a position like I am and needing to get travel injections because I'm not registered because I because I wasn't registered for a GP in my local area I had to pay out for those things so just save yourself some money guys and it's just really important in general to be registered for your local GP or and dentist and sometimes the university can have one as well so just give that a search if you're not already registered. So to wrap up today's episode, we're going to finish with some important advice. The power of learning to say no. It's an important skill in setting and maintaining your boundaries. And boundaries are not just a buzzword, they are brilliant. Setting and maintaining healthy boundaries can make you feel better, not just because they help you to prevent you doing something you don't like from happening, but also because you have taken control of the situation. And remember as well that saying no is a powerful act of self-respect. It it means respecting your limits and not letting others drain you energetically. By saying no to things that don't align with your values or best interests, you're demonstrating self-control and self-discipline. You're prioritising your mental and emotional well-being that really matters and you're standing firm in your decisions each time you assert yourself by saying no you're building confidence in your ability to make choices and decisions which is just elevating your self-worth you create space for self-care activities that nurture your well-being I used to be that person who would say yes to everyone, but once I started saying no and realising no, I deserve better than this and to be treated like that and to be treated like this, my life began to change. I had more energy to focus on personal growth, more space to welcome uplifting people into my life, and more time to become a better version of myself. And this isn't about saying no to opportunities, I literally say yes to any opportunity that aligns with me, but it's more about saying no to people in situations that don't inspire, support or help you to become the person you want to be. Some individuals can be energetic vampires, so it's so important to protect your energy and mental space, because on average, you basically become like the five people you spend the most time with plus the five tv series you rewatch the most so i must be an in-betweener i'm joking <laughs> saying no is an essential skill one that even some elderly people struggle with to this day so if you can master the art of saying no in life you're on the path to a successful life mate It's about setting boundaries knowing them and most importantly do not feel guilty about implementing them when you say no you're creating more space in your life you're telling the universe that you deserve better and you're trusting that better opportunities will come your way and they will it's about choosing the opportunities and people that uplift and inspire you i also think it's
0: so empowering to say no And the more times that you do say no, the more confidence you have to say no in the future. And it is all about setting those boundaries, knowing your boundaries as well. Like You can set your boundary but not listen to it. But once you actually say no, you are fully implementing that boundary. Yeah, I really, really love that. So
1: thank you so much for joining us today. Wishing you health and happiness in your small step in self development this week.